ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to episode. Do you know what? I don't even know what it is. Is it? Uh, what are we on now? 68, 69 of uh, of Atops and, and other disappointments. This is a live from the city of London episode, from the belly of the beast. Uh, and uh, this episode is it's a fuck this week edition. Which, if you're new to the podcast, uh, I can tell you it is uh, a solo edition. It's just me trying to make sense of the senseless. And this week. Um, I've, my eyes have been drawn to a story uh, that focuses really on, on the opioid crisis in America. Now, if you're not really familiar with the opioid crisis, uh, I mean, it's a long and complex story. Uh, it involves uh, big pharmaceutical companies who have sort of looked the other way, turned a blind eye uh, to the impact that their chemicals, that their prescriptions are having on everyday people. So, like, I don't know, your gran will, like, break her shoulder and then go to a general practitioner and get prescribed some painkillers whilst they wait to operate or something. And then she never gets off the fucking painkillers. In fact, she dies. She overdoses like six months later or a year later. Or or the addiction to them fucking ruins her life. And she spends all of her pension getting a legal script, so I was about to say. Um, So, look, it's it's a, a dark tale and it's been going on for years uh, I, I think it's a fair, fair summation to say that the US have struggled fantastically to get control of the situation. Uh, and this story, it, it sits comfortably within the realm of the opioid crisis. You, you might know, if you've listened to any of these sort of solo editions before, you might know that what I tend to do is I'll, I'll find a story from somewhere, the US, the UK, and, uh, you know, we'll just sort of try to make sense of it, see what's happening. Maybe, maybe if we're really lucky, if it's a good day and I'm in a good mood, we might even get some doom lols out of it. Who knows? Let's see where we're at with it. But this is a story. I found it on a, a website, a news website called, uh, I think it's Oregon Live. Oregon. One of these states um, uh, in, in the US where, like, we always think of it. I think when you say Oregon, like, where do you think? I immediately think Middle America, you know? I'm from Oregon. Like, you would think... I think if you're a British person, you would imagine it's like, you know, Nebraska or Wyoming, but it's way out west. It's just under Washington state. And they've had this issue with counterfeit pills, right? Laced with fentanyl. Um, So a week ago, there was a story, uh, and all of this is viewable, as I say, on the Oregon Live website. Um, And the story a a week ago was that feds seized 150,000 pills and they contained fentanyl which is a super strong synthetic opioid, which means it's cooked up in a lab. And it's not quite morphine or heroin. It's something similar, except uh, here's the catch, right? 50 to 100 times stronger than heroin. Uh, So this is from a week ago, and and then we'll get a bit more recent in a minute. Um, So the headline is, Feds seize 150,000 counterfeit pills made with fentanyl. Uh, and 20 pounds of fentanyl powder in a record Oregon seizure. So that's 150,000 counterfeit pills. <laughs> uh, and then it says, in, in what federal authorities believe is the largest seizure of the drug in the state's history? You know, shit. Because they're not on the border, right? Like, you get this idea in your head that all drugs in the US are grown in Mexico and some little dude in a camper van drives them into the US and then they get cut with whatever and end up in a lottery wrapper in your buddy Chase's wallet. You know, that's, that's an American name, isn't it? Uh, Chase or, or uh, Craig. 
or a surname as their first name, like uh, Taylor or a Brooker or something, you know? Uh, anyway, no, not all, not all drugs come from South America, you fucking stereotyping racist piece of shit. Uh, sometimes it comes from that other great source of cut-price chemicals, production, and, and let's be real, lab-generated fucking murder. So, sometimes they come from China, like this, right? Like, I, I, I don't want to go all Trumpy or conspiracy theory on you. I'm not a respiratory biochemistry guy or, or, you know, I don't want to get all anti-China or chai-phobic or whatever. I'll just say this. Between bioengineered bat viruses and synthetic opioids, China are really good at synthesizing death. They're, like, really good. I mean, they're tier one. Unparalleled, in my opinion. Um, Anyway, let's carry on with it. So it says uh, the street value of the drugs is estimated at $3.9 million for this, what was it, 150,000 tablets or whatever it was? 3.9 million, according to the assistant US attorney, Scott Kerrin. Cool. So somebody was getting money out of this. And it says um, four men are charged with conspiring to distribute and possess with intent to distribute 400 grams or more of fentanyl. I love that it's like they're two separate charges. I love the American judicial system (laughs) where it's like you get charged for the thing but then you also get charged for intent of the thing it's like you just robbed the bank so we're going to charge you with bank robbery and also intent to rob a bank um i'm not sure like i'm not a big pro criminal guy but that doesn't seem fair does it um so uh so intent to distribute 400 grams or more of fentanyl uh, and the guy's names were like uh Uf- ufrano or orozco munoz and abraham enriquez and jesus sorry Hazes zamora cruz and jose javier paramo and like i mean shit like here i was here i was saying it's not all about south americans and literally every single one of the guys has a latin american sounding name that must really piss off Latin Americans, right? Like working hard to break that stereotype where they like, you know, they turn up to the work party and the team lead or like the middle manager is like, hey, uh, could you uh, get some of your cousins to uh, bring up an eight ball? <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, every fucking time, every time I get into a new job, they always think I must know some fucking drug dealer or something, you know? They finally start to make headway and then these four go on the news. Huge drug bust. And it's four Mexican guys, and they're just like, oh, you motherfuckers. It's <laughs> like, it's hard enough already. You don't need to literally be your own stereotype. One of them takes a sombrero off, like, see, si, see. Si. Sorry, senorita. You know? <laughs> God, fucking, how problematic is this podcast becoming? I don't even know if they're Mexican or anything. Like, they could, they could be Portuguese tourists, and they just got involved in a drug deal, and I'm already putting on a fake accent and a sombrero in there like fuck it let's let's move on quick before we descend into anything else even worse so here's here's the nuts and bolts of it right it says officers seized the drugs on tuesday night during an arranged drug buy between the men and a federal informant in oregon city parking lot four men arrived in two cars one of the men removed a black bag from the trunk of one of the vehicles showed the informant the drugs inside and told the informant drugs were concealed in the speaker box. I love the way this is ticking every fucking cliche drug deal in every movie. Ticking every box. Like, 
Two guys, like, four men arrived in two cars. One of the men removed a black bag from the trunk, <laughs> showed it to the informant, and the drugs inside. And, like, it's like they're just, you know, playing to type kind of thing, a little bit, don't you think? Investigators then moved in to seize the drugs and arrested the men involved. The assistant attorney says, to say these defendants are significant drug dealers is an understatement. One of the guys arrested was detained earlier this year for 50,000 counterfeit pills. So he's going up in the world. Started off with 50,000, he was arrested. Now he's out on bail, I guess, uh, selling 150,000. <laughs> so it's, it's difficult to argue that he's learned his lesson, I think, in court for that one. Uh, out on bail, he then started organizing this deal. Uh, then one of the other guys was arrested months ago for having 80 pounds of meth on him. So, like, one... Wait, one guy was arrested 50,000 pills, like, a few months ago. The other guy was arrested a few months ago with 80 pounds of meth on him. So these guys are serial offenders, right? And even on bail, they're still trying to do more deals. And then it says, counterfeit pills are designed to resemble 30-milligram oxycodone pills, which are round, blue, and stamped with an M and 30. So that's an important point here, right? It's... it's it's not like people are running around saying, oh, give me that sweet, sweet, but fairly deathy fentanyl, you know? Like, they're going for something lighter. <laughs> they're, going for, they're going for oxycodone. And that's a strong painkiller itself, you know? It's highly, highly addictive. It's basically the same as Oxycontin, which everyone's heard horror stories about, right? Like, the, the example that I said at the beginning, your gran gets prescribed something as it, like a genuine painkiller by her GP and ends up hooked on it and then ends up going in the black market to try and find something that does the same shit. And, you know, it's, it's, that's OxyContin. Then you've got OxyCodone and uh, OxyContin releases the narcotic element continuously throughout the day. That's OxyContin throughout the day. Then OxyCodone is just instant, right? <laughs> so people, let, let's assume that they are largely the same, right? So people are buying Oxys and thinking, yep, cool. Let's get on the opioids around Chase and Brooker's fat frat house or, you know, that sort of vibe. But they don't realise that these pills are counterfeit and they're cooked with fentanyl. That's the situation that we're talking about. So now we get to two days ago and there's another news story. And it's also on Oregon Live. Uh, it says, uh, two Portland teens died of suspected accidental fentanyl overdoses within two, uh, 24 hours. Fucking teenagers on fentanyl. Christ. And it says, in, in the detail, it says, uh, two McDaniel high school students died of suspected accidental fentanyl overdoses within 24 hours this week, setting off community warnings and a police investigation. Portland Public Schools first put out an alert Monday night telling parents of recent deaths involving students related to fentanyl-laced pills in the Portland area. Says some bits about the principal offering help and support to the kids. And then we get down to the police. It says, uh, Portland police said they responded Sunday to a suspected death of a teenager who had counterfeit pills made with fentanyl. And then on Monday, Portland officers responded to another suspected overdose death of a teenager. Also in the teen's possession were pills suspected to be manufactured with fentanyl. It's so fucked, isn't it? It's like, one of the reasons I keep coming back to news stories from the US is it just seems so, so foreign to us. I mean, it is foreign, right? But 
you, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just a, like where our cultures have diverged somehow. Because there's sort of, you know, Americans, a lot of Americans are European in descent, right? But somewhere along the way, certain parts of their culture have diverged and they've changed and some things are acceptable and other things are not. And some people might be more into, I don't know, having a fucking fried American breakfast every morning and washing it down with like Coca-Cola. And, you know, we're slightly different over here, right? But it's stuff like this really rams at home, like just how different our, our societies are now. Um, because we never really hear much about fentanyl in the UK, do we? Like, I've, n- I've literally never heard a news story in Britain of a fentanyl overdose or kids dying of pills that were a bit fenty. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, th- I think that means that... Well, what it means is we have better drugs here, in all honesty. That's, <laughs> that's what it means, doesn't it? Like, let's, let's be real. America... America make better TV shows... And when we try to do it, we get the so-called, you know, shit British version. I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, like back in the day, Pimp My Ride was a big show on American MTV and MTV Cribs and Jackass. And, but all of these shows became like they tried to roll them out as British versions as well. So like the British Pimp My Ride was like Tim Westwood trying to give a spoiler to a fucking Y-Reg Fiat. <laughs> and everyone was like, well, great. You know, like on the American version, it was like Exhibit going, we hooked you up, dog. Spending like $180,000 souping up a VW camper van. And then you get the shit British version. The same with Cribs. Like in America, because it's a bigger market, all the, all the rap stars would end up with massive fucking mansions and, you know, 10 cars and spinning rims. And then over here, you'd get like a singer from Atomic Kitten walking you around her two-bed London flat. Well, this is, this is where I live, you know, this is where the magic happens. Oh, fucking great. Looks just like my cousin's place. Wicked. Can we move on? And then with Jackass, it was like, they, tr- they tried to roll it out over here with a show called Dirty Sanchez. Do you remember that? It was basically Jackass, but a load of really over-the-top Welsh guys. Um, you know, that was the shit British version of jackass and and so i suppose my point there is like there are some things that americans are great at and there are some things that the brits are great at and america's good at tv shows and movies and entertainment and all the rest of it but brits are we just have better drugs you know drugs is one of those and not to go too far off piste but it's you know it's just a fact like the uk is just better and i think it's i think it's evidenced by let's say like British and European festival culture you know as much as anything like European versus American festivals is not even a fair like fight it's like if you're gonna European festivals versus American fe- like really European festivals are a chaotic exhilarating mud bath of ketamine speed and MDMA all washed down with a 20 degree plastic cup of strongbow they are European festivals. British festivals specifically are amazing. American festivals are like, aren't they like largely drug and alcohol free? That's what I've heard. Like you could probably take your gun in with you is the fucked up thing. Like if you've got, if you've got a permit <laughs> for your, if you've got a permit for your gun, you could probably walk in with a literal death machine, but yet drinking a cause when it's 28 degrees, they're like, 
that seems dangerous. You know, <laughs> it's like, we've got to be responsible. But I can take my gun in. Yeah, sure. And my understanding is that they keep booze out of the arenas in American festivals. That's what I've been led to believe. I don't know how true that is, but I can totally believe it. You know, like it, it blew my mind when I found out that you can't go in the Coachella arena performance areas with a beer. Like, seriously, are you like, I don't, I don't know any Europeans who would go with that. It's like, it amazes me that Coachella is as big as it is and that occasionally you do see Europeans or like Brits going over there and having a good time and taking pictures and putting them on Instagram. Like, I'm like, is that, I mean, it looks like a trade show for Instagram. It doesn't look like a festival to me. Like what the fuck, like maybe it's a sign of my own rampant alcoholism and incurable fucking arrested development. But I cannot imagine watching, say like Fallout Boy or Green Day live with like crunching guitars out in the open sun on my face friends all around me without a beer in my hand it just does not make sense to me and if you're british like listening to this and you have american friends you'll know what i mean when i say how hilarious it is when they all get like super g'd up about coachella (laughs) you're like holy shit like who's so who's headlining uh snapchat (laughs) no booze no drugs just watching like it's it i don't know it doesn't make sense at all it's it's a festival but you're gonna watch carly ray jepson prance around in a fluffy red sweater while you sip on your can of cherry coke how much for a weekend ticket for that six hundred dollars are you on fucking fentanyl are you because that does not sound like value for money to me (laughs) Maybe I'm just an old bastard now and it's like, I'm not paying that, you know? It doesn't feel like they got it right in, in American. I, look, I know we're going way off on a tangent here, but go fuck yourselves. You're going to have to listen to it. Uh, this is my USP, going off on tangents and ranting about shit. Um, it doesn't feel like they got it right, does it? In American festival culture. It doesn't feel like they've understood what a festival is. Whenever I hear about American festivals, I'm like... That feels like a Disney movie representation of a festival. You know, like, like the producers were thrashing it out in an office with a big wooden table. And, you know, one of them looks at the other one. He's like, so what, wait, what exact, what is a festival, Bernie? The other one's like, well, it's like Woodstock. You know, it's, it's where the kids go to listen to bands, take drugs, fuck each other while they're kicked out on speed. And then the guy's like, oh, well... This movie's called Mickey Mouse Joins a Band. It's, it's rated U. It's like, right. And they're like, so look, stage, cool. Some lightly distorted guitars are fine. Not too distorted. <laughs> but then just mostly happy, healthy kids dancing and drinking Mountain Dew. You know, no, like no harder than that. That's, that's hard enough. So yeah. Anyway, no fentanyl. None here. Not even at our festivals, I don't think. Our drugs, our drugs are just better, though, broadly. And, and, and I think they're cheaper as well. I get the feeling, like, Coke is quite pricey in America and Australia still. But you can get Coke pretty cheap in the UK. I don't know why that is. Uh, we got a pretty good deal on, on cocaine in the UK. But petrol is expensive. So 
you know, by the time you've gone out to collect the fucking cocaine and got a taxi to the bar, it kind of, you know, fucking balances out, doesn't it? It's uh, economies of scale, I think they call it. Anyway, back to Oregon. Right, so high school kids dead from an accidental overdose of opium. Pretty much. Teenagers, right? It's so fucking dark. And when, when I first saw this headline, I thought, right, here's my thought. I thought... Wait, hang on. Why are school kids doing smack, right? Like, isn't that the first thing that you think when you, when you see a headline like that? You know how every generation thinks the next generation after them have lost their way and gone wayward? Like, you know, it's that whole sort of, these kids today, like that kind of mentality. And I've always been like, not me. I'm, I'm going to remember how we were when we were kids and I'm not going to judge my kids or like my kids' generation or, you know, or the generation in between, or like... But then I saw the headline, high school kids dead from fentanyl. I was like a fucking dad shaking the newspaper, like, what the fuck is wrong with these kids? You know, like, like it really sort of shook me, like kids, high school kids doing smack, basically. Like, remember when, remember when pot was a big deal? Whatever happened to pot being a big deal? In those days, like, just a bit of weed, a bit of puffing the herb, when that was a big thing. Do you remember that? There was just a rumour one time at my school, just a rumour went round that a kid in my year had, right, brace yourself here, smoked a reefer. And it was so shocking. Nobody talked about anything else for a fucking week. It was so, it was like the big salacious story. He's, he's got drug problems, that kid. His, his mum and dad are getting involved because he smoked a reefer. <gasps> you know? That was the pearl-clutching, curtain-twitching nature of a home county comprehensive. It's fucking mad. Just a reef, Or even Tamer, right? Smoking. Do you remember, like, when they would do episodes of Grange Hill and neighbours dealing with the moral panic that was a 14-year-old with a cigarette? Like, <laughs> like, holy shit. This is... This is bad. This is serious, guys. She's destroying herself, you know? Like... We'd better do an episode about tobacco. But just smoking was so bad and edgy and cool back in the day. And now somehow we've leapfrogged all that. You know, fuck the, the Saved by the Bell episode where Zach has a diluted punch with like 1% alcohol. And it's enough that he crashes his friend's car and they all have to deal with the fallout of his not drunk driving. Like we've leapfrogged all of the nicotine beer speed and coke and gone straight to the hardship. These Oregon kids are not fucking around, <laughs> you know? And here's the wild thing, right? Oxycodone, oxys, like it's, that's hardship, right? I thought Gen Z, I thought the Zoomers, the TikTokers, I thought they were supposed to be teetotal, straight edge, gym dwelling health freaks. You know, like how, how many times have you seen that same headline? Gen Z Zoomers, 57% of all 15 to 25 year olds don't drink. Like all that shit. How many times have you seen that same story? And, and then there's quotes in there saying like, uh, yeah, we just, you know, we just go to the gym. And to be honest, we just, we just drink kale smoothies and we just get high on each other. You know, like it's that, ugh. it's that sort of sober living, super clean, healthy. They saw their parents smoking and drinking and they said, not for me. You know, like, 
Turns out the whole time they were just telling their parents that and we'd be like, oh, he's such a good kid. And then they fuck off around like Britney and Addison's and shoot up. I think that's, that's what's happened is that everyone just believed them at face value that they were living a healthy... Are you doing drugs? No, Dad, no, I'm just going to the gym and I don't drink or smoke. Oh, you're a good kid. I'll tell the Telegraph that. And like I said, like, right, 50 to 100 times stronger than morphine. You remember morphine, right? Everyone remembers morphine. Like, the thing that's so strong that your fucking eyes roll back and you think you're in heaven. That's how strong morphine is. The thing that's so strong they give it to people with terminal cancer to override the feeling of being eaten alive by cancer. That thing. It's fucking strong, is what I'm saying. Who fucking gets that and goes... Yeah, it needs more oomph, I think. <laughs> you fucking... These Chinese lab guys are not fucking around. Wait, here's a, here's a weird thought, right? When you say fentanyl, what do you think? When you just say the word fentanyl? Because here's what I think. I think Tom Petty, Prince, uh, Mac Miller... Omar from The Wire, like the, the actor that played Omar, like, like dead icons, you know? And now there's these like high school kids and like, it's kind of cool to die of fentanyl now, isn't it? I know it's not what you're supposed to say. And, and look, God, like God knows I'm not a fucking role model, but in not being a role model, that kind of gives me license to say whatever the fuck I like, because like nobody's going to follow it, right? And, and the cold hard truth is, it's kind of the in thing to do. It's kind of iconic, right? <laughs> you know, like it's, it's like COVID is so 2020. Idris Elba and Tom Hanks nailed that one. But you know what? Fentanyl is so hot right now. It's, you know, icons die of fentanyl. If you're gonna go, it's a pretty cool way to go. And I know like all of this sounds like I'm making light of something that's incredibly dark. And I know it is, it's really shit. And, and it's even shitter that this opioid crisis has been going on for literally years. You know, it's, 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 it's amazing, isn't it? That they can't get a fucking grip on And really what it is, is a, a story in the long, rich and textured tapestry of why drug regulation is so badly needed. Because if they legalized this shit and they regulated it, then obviously it would be a lot safer. People wouldn't be cutting shit with fentanyl and then fucking high school kids wouldn't die and I wouldn't be making terrible podcasts, kind of-ish, sort of making light of it. It's a sad story for, for everyone involved. I get that, it is, honestly. And, and it's a sad story for society in terms of like the drug regulation. And, and so on but saddest of all this is a dark day for the alcohol is the most dangerous drug of all brigade you know like everyone knows people everyone's everyone's heard those fucking those lines and seen those pamphlets where they're like well alcohol is a real gateway drug alcohol is responsible for this medic i don't know mate you know i'm quite happy to have a beer while i do these podcasts and i'm pretty sure i'm posing absolutely zero risk to anyone fentanyl on the other hand i don't know if 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 they were being honest if if alcohol truly was the most dangerous drug then i think fentanyl has maybe 
pipped it to the post for the time being. I don't know. Anyway, listen, guys, I don't know if you've enjoyed listening to this. I don't know uh, if this is your first time listening to one of these. But uh, if you've enjoyed it, please do like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, Don't forget to check out funk-27.co.uk for all the latest blogs and podcasts uh, along these lines. Every week I do a solo episode where I examine some news story or something and try to make sense of the senseless. And every Friday night there's a live stream half past seven this week my guest uh is i'm not going to give you a name but she is uh, an expert in growing small businesses and uh schooling entrepreneurs through their first business ideals um join me tomorrow night that's friday night half past seven for the live stream and i'll be putting it out on spotify and apple Podcasts and everywhere else thereafter thanks again for listening i'll catch up with you all soon all right cheerio